Assalamu alaikum, my single Muslim sister over 30. My name is Soraya Sabani Chauhan, the founder of Get Married Over 30 and the author of The A to Z of Getting Married Over 30. And in today's episode, I want to talk about the idea of half your deen. So let's get started. Now, one sister reached out to me recently and asked, if marriage is half my deen, does that mean that I'm not fulfilling my deen? And another sister said, if we are made in pairs, then what if my pair is already married or dead? And I really want to get to grips with these phrases a little bit. Now, I just want to point out, I'm not a scholar, an Islamic scholar in any way at all. I'm approaching this in a way to offer you perspective on these concepts of, you know, being made in pairs and half your deen and help you use them to move away from a sense of scarcity and move towards abundance in your search. Because I know only too well how phrases like this can um, be interpreted to cause panic. And that's what I want to help you move away from. So let's start first of all with the idea of half your deen. Now half is a pretty big portion of something. If you were asked to give up half your salary or half of your savings or even half of your possessions, it would feel very daunting and you would definitely feel a dent. You would feel that something is missing. So when sisters hear the phrase half your deen, does seem like an awful lot of something that you technically don't have that much control over. You've been trying for a while to get married and you know how difficult it can be, how tricky it can be. It's not something you have control over. And therefore saying that something like this is responsible for half of your deen can be very daunting. Now you work really hard towards growing in your deen and becoming a better Muslim every day. But when you hear this phrase, sometimes it can make you feel like, well, what I'm doing in my faith is not enough. And as if without marriage, your deen will never be complete. And I honestly don't believe that's the case at all. And nor do I believe that this is the intended meaning behind this phrase either. See, my understanding is that marriage is intended to make a large proportion of our obligation is, obligations in Islam easier. So things like chastity, chastity, sexual desires are protected. Praying Salah may become easier if there are two of you to moti motivate each other, or giving in charity may become easier if there are two incomes. So I guess it's just a way to facilitate and to make life easier. However, I don't for a minute believe that it means that anyone is an incomplete Muslim for not being married. And nor do I necessarily believe that being married makes you a better, more complete or wiser Muslim. Your character, your actions, your relationship with Allah are your responsibility. And you are more than capable of fulfilling your, exact, your Islamic obligations exactly as you are in your own capacity. Now, I know sometimes it can feel like you're missing out on certain rewards and blessings as a single Muslimah. And there are so many hadith out there about the value of wives and mothers in Islam. And, you know, let's face it, society often treats you like you are half a person or existing in a half life because you're not married yet. But that's not the case at all. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is abundant in his blessings. It's not like, you know, there's a blessings bingo card, right? I don't know if, um, I don't know if bingo is a universal thing. So for those of you not familiar, it's, um, a game here in the UK, forgive me if we play it in other countries as well, whereby you have a card with some numbers on it and somebody calls out the numbers and when you've ticked off all your numbers, you win a prize. 
So it's not like, you know, when it comes to your search and it comes to your faith, there isn't a bingo card where you have to collect, you know, all the different types of blessing in order to achieve Allah's love. You know, you have to collect the blessing of a daughter, a sister, a wife, a mother. I'm sure it's not like that. Getting married doesn't suddenly upgrade you to a new level of the deen. It simply adds a new dimension. The same way if you were to start a new job or buy a new home, each of these things would add a new dimension to your deen. So when it comes to the idea of half your deen, again, I don't think it's that anything is missing from you. And I want you to remember that your deen, you're perfectly able to fulfill your deen in your own capacity. Now, let's move on to the second um, idea we're talking about today. And that is the concept of being made in pairs. Now, there's a common belief amongst the ummah that this means there's one person for everyone. But I genuinely don't think that's what this verse is saying. And again, I'm not a scholar. Forgive me if I'm overstepping, but just kind of from a human perspective, I don't think that's what this verse means. You know, the belief that there's only one person for everyone really creates a sense of lack and scarcity. And Allah is abundant in his blessings upon us. So why would there be only one person for us? Now, let's take the example of someone who remarries, for example, following the death of a spouse. Um, in fact, I want to share with you an example of somebody I actually know personally. So a wonderful sister I know, she was married for over 20 years and they were very deeply connected. They loved each other very much. They had three beautiful children together. And one day he passed away very suddenly, very unexpectedly. And naturally she was devastated. She'd lost the love of her life. The children had lost their father. Now, fast forward on two years, she met and married her current husband. And they're also deeply connected and very much in love. And they've added to their numbers with more children. And I want to add, she did this when she was over 40. For anyone out there wondering, you know, children's still possible for me. So examples like this and other such examples definitely do not feed into the idea of only one person who is made for you. You know, I remember as a single Muslim woman wondering like the other sister did, if my person was already married or was no longer living and it made me scared that I'd missed my chance, that my person was no longer available. You know, I really think the idea of being made in pairs simply means that there are multiple people out there who you can potentially connect with and create a wonderful marriage with. You know, think about your friendships over the years. When you were in school, there would have been classmates you didn't get on with and others who became your friends, because you connected with certain people and you had more than one good friend. You know, the same way in your job, you will have colleagues who are simply there on a professional level, and you will have colleagues that you really connect with, and more than one colleague that you really connect with. These are about, you know, connections, and I just think the same goes for marriage as well. There is potential to connect in a beautiful way with more than one person. There are lots of combinations for you. So for me, the idea of pairs is definitely plural. So before we end this episode, I just want to remind you that there's nothing lacking, there's nothing missing, and there's nothing incomplete about you, sister. You are a complete living, breathing, and growing human being. Your dean is what you make out of it, and the chances of meeting your soulmate are abundant and plenty. So until next time, sister, assalamu alaikum.